but it's very hip to be on the internet right now. What, what is internet anyway? It will replace the yellow pages as we know it today. With the A and then the ring around it? At. Katie said she thought it was about. Gobbledygook. Gobbledygook, exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to Market Like Emma podcast, where your friendly team of geeks at Extra Mile Marketing are helping modern marketers become 2020 ready before it's too late. And boy, it's getting... It's almost there. It's almost too late, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the office today, we have Lori Stutzman, a true savant at creating long-lasting, trust-driven relationships with clients. Uh, she just wrote an awesome blog about how jargon affects client relationships, and so we're just going to talk about that a little bit today. Lori, how are you? Great. I'm um, ready for the holidays to yeah. start, yeah. You got all your Seahawks gear on, and too. I'm geeking out all my Seahawks gear, that's right. <laughs> it's Blue Friday today. Blue Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I just wanted to start with why we at EMM are talking about jargon a lot lately, how that kind of came up in our conversations, why we wanted that to be the focus of kind of this month um, and how we're communicating with our clients. Um, well, actually, uh, at EMM, as you know, obviously, <laughs> uh, we specialize in taking complicated messages and then making it accessible mm -hmm. for, for people's target market. So taking a, what might be technical or complicated in nature and removing the jargon from it and speaking in, in plain business speak so that our clients, customers can understand right. what they're talking about. And jargon plays a big role in that. So for example, a lot of our clients are in the technology or healthcare space. Mm -hmm. um, both industries use a lot of jargon when mm -hmm. they speak to each other. Um, and what we find though, is when they're producing communications, they use that same jargon that they might use internally with external prospects and customers. And that really does confuse um, the prospects and customers and they don't understand right. what it is that um, the companies are talking about. Yeah. I remember when I came on early on in my tenure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Technology. Some, some of the value I was actually able to offer in my like first months at EMM was that I didn't understand a lot of the, yeah. the jargon that yeah. we were talking about. And like, I had just had to write it in plain English. Yeah, and fresh then I realized eyes. that that's yeah, exactly. Um, so you wrote your blog about how jargon specifically affects your client relationships, right? Um, and the pros and cons with using jargon. And so why don't you just tell me a little bit about kind of your thesis for that blog and and what you really wanted people to come away with? Yeah, great. Actually, um, what was interesting is as I was trying to think about what I was going to write about, I knew I was going to write something about jargon because I really wanted to. Um, influence people to maybe take another look at what they're writing and and look and see if there's jargon or there's terms that uh, a client might not be familiar with. Um, and at the same time, there was an email that went out from our company mm -hmm. um, to a client that was in complete marketing speak, um, and it was it was uh, totally ununderstandable. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a word, but not understandable for our client. And I felt like, here's a perfect example. We can make an example of ourselves that we even sometimes don't stop, reread our communications with that lens of, is there jargon in here? Is this something that our clients can understand? Have we made it simple? Mm -hmm. Have we used word economy? Have we used as few of words as possible to get the point across um, so that we're not just going on and on and on. And so that kind of was the impetus for me to get mm -hmm. it started. Um, and then, you know, as you know, I've uh, had long lasting relationships with our clients and many of our clients have been with us for 15, 16 years. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, and really we've, 
Yeah, and we formed friendships with a lot mm-hmm. of them. And and part of that is being able to relate to them. And nobody wants to feel stupid. So what mm-hmm. happens when you talk too much in jargon, you make the other people feel less than, feel, you know, right. feel like they don't really understand and so they feel stupid. And so one of two things will happen. They'll either gloss over and think, "Oh, you're just an idiot. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to listen to anything you have to say." Or um, they'll feel uncomfortable with you and they won't want to spend the time with you because they they don't they can't really relate to what you're talking about. Neither of those are good for business. They're not good mm-hmm. for friendships. They're not good in life. So we can all learn a little bit about um, making the most of our communication by eliminating as much jargon as possible. They're running around with tons of meetings that have nothing to do with, you know, their marketing plan. Right. Are they going to be able to read this message and be like, okay, I know exactly what to do from here. So kind of putting, and that, and that I think goes the same for writing marketing communications for our clients to an audience saying, okay, let's put ourselves, which we always do in their shoes. What are they thinking about that day? What is, you know, core to who they are and how can we take this technical jargon and and make it really clear that's right and so you know think about the old joke of i don't even remember the actual joke but there's a joke about somebody asks for a pen and says you know can i borrow your pen and then the person starts explaining how a pen works insides, <laughs> right like you don't want to know how it how the insides but you right. want to know that the pen will work it's reliable it will do it will um it will do what you need to get done um, in mm-hmm. your business. And that's really the key is taking, um, any kind of, uh, solution that we might offer, whether it's a, a, a healthcare solution, a technology solution, a legal solution, a financial services solution, anything that's somewhat technical, but make it something that, that somebody can, can read and then take action on, mm-hmm. you know, they can actually use it in their practice or in their life. Yeah. I mean, we just talked to the client about how, evidence is so important and we yeah. you know we always encourage um, our clients to substantiate or just ourselves to substantiate any claims we have um, so we always like to work with stats and figures and all that kind of thing but ultimately you know you always want those there and there to support your message but ultimately you really need to focus on uh, reaching them with what this will actually do for you and your business like that's right I don't care that it's 90, I mean, it's nice to know that it's 97% faster than this thing, but like that doesn't tell me what it's actually going to do for me. So speak in those terms first and then, and then, you and know, then it's, it's layers and then substantiate right. with evidence. Right. And then if they want to go more technical, offer that, have that ready to go, but don't, you know, come right off the, out of the gate uh, that's right. with a bunch of gobbledygook. Gobbledygook, exactly, <laughs> and that's actually in the dictionary term of jargon. Is <laughs> well, gobbledygook. Yeah. That's where I got that from. But yeah, that's that's very true. And you know, when I before I started the company, um, I sat on a couple executive boards, mm-hmm. um, and there's nothing worse than having a presentation to the board on something about something that's technical in nature and then the board doesn't understand what you're talking Mm, about because what will wind up happening is they'll cut you short they'll gloss over after you leave people will be relieved and then they will move on and not give any thought to what you just talked about yeah you really do need to relate to the people that you're trying to communicate with you never want someone to be relieved that they're not talking to you anymore exactly (laughs) no yeah that's a good point you really have to think about that yeah and and sometimes you're just like you can be making someone feel stupid, even though they're 
they could understand this very easily. It's not even like, oh, we understand something better than you. It's that we understand something that's talked about in very specific ways. Uh, it's 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 not crazy to not understand that in that language. But, Absolutely right. So it's it's not even that there's this like understanding difference. It's just speaking the right language. Speaking. Yeah, you know. we're we're speaking in our own private language, mm-hmm. and you don't know the language. Right. And it's not that you couldn't understand it, but yeah. you don't even know the language we're speaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really good point. And that's what that's what happens with jargon. And so jargon's fine. If you're talking within a company, like if if I'm sending you a note about mm-hmm. a client and something having to do with social media and and I'm I'm using some uh, industry jargon, some industry mm-hmm. terms, you understand what I'm talking about so we can do that and it helps us talk in shorthand. Right. But if I were talking to a prospective new client, about social media, I wouldn't use those technical terms. I wouldn't use acronyms. I wouldn't use those kinds Mm -hmm. of things, right? The other thing um, to think about is from a worldwide perspective, a lot of times acronyms actually spell out real words. So when somebody from another country is looking at it and they speak English, um, in technology, for example, the word, you know, RAM means Mm -hmm. something that's Uh, that has to do with computers Mm -hmm. but ram is also a word in english so somebody from another country looking at it will um, not necessarily understand what you're talking about and for sure the auto translators don't pick (laughs) it up that way so they'll translate ram to be a sheep not to be a computer memory (laughs) right so you know anyways something to think about when you're thinking you know trying to be accessible to uh you know a worldwide audience Well, Lori's blog is really great. It's got some uh, really good examples of why um, kind of dives deeper into why, like the kinds of situations where using too much jargon gets you into, and then it ends with some really helpful takeaways and tips that you can just um, use in all of your communications. You can post on your bullet board. It's kind of a checklist for do's and don'ts. So thanks so much, Lori. Uh, This has been great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a great weekend. Mm -hmm. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.